welcome to episode 126 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined this week by Miles Thompson. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. Good. Got a nice, well, great conversation. Xbox. <laughs> hey, I was just about to say, I've got a lovely new Xbox from yourself. You, you certainly have. Nice and shiny. I don't want to make everyone jealous, but I hugged Miles today. It was, it was a, a glorious moment. It was really going. nice. Oh, Greg, don't be like that. <laughs> He's jealous. Oh, yeah, he smelled like cinnamon and manliness. Great. <laughs> do those two go hand in hand? With you, apparently they do. Oh, I'll take it. I'll take yeah, it. nice. <laughs> Greg Hicks is here. You always make me sound like a special guest. Well, you, you, you are these days. It's the indictment of how much I like turning up. Yeah. I love it, really. Otherwise, nice. I wouldn't Thanks, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm on call tonight, hence my... Hence my presence. But um, something more important this week. Short and I go to EGX. Woo! Good times. Good times. Man, it's been a long time, eh? Mm. Feels like Two it anyway. Years. Two years since I've seen Sean as well. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen Sean in ages. I think EGX 2018 was the last time I saw Sean. When we all went to Birmingham. Yes. Yeah, man. Wild. Cat! Well, how's it going? It's good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah, I've gotten over my tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little sob earlier, but other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, Kat's, uh, yeah. Kat, Kat watched episode six of Squid Game, and that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck good God. <laughs> oh. But it was a good day, nonetheless? Yes, great day. Great day. Um, yeah, not, not, not much to complain about. I went to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant on Friday. Mm. Pretty banging. Good food. Honestly, didn't eat for the rest of the day. So that's pretty cool. Whereabouts is that? Uh, London. So ah. all of his restaurants are in London, um, unfortunately. Um, he lives in Cornwall, yet refuses to open a restaurant there. Um, so mm. had to catch the old choo-choo to London town. Nice. Very good, though. Would recommend. Cool. I'm sure it's good. And finally, Mr. Sean Davies. Word up. How on earth are you? I'm very well, thank you. I am full of chicken dinner. Nice. My wife just made a delicious dinner. Parsnips, broccoli, mashed taters, sweet corn, Oof. chicken. Oof. Oh, so Oof. good. Damn. Great gravy I could drink. It's just, wow. She, she knocked it out of the park today. Amazing. And and the parsnips were done in the uh, the air fryer. So they had that amazing crunch. Just fucking Oh, crazy. man. That sounds like a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Well, you know, you can talk about Gordon Ramsay all you want. Um, but he ain't got nothing on my wife. My wife would go into his, his his restaurant, slap two pieces of bread on either side of his face and go, what are you? <laughs> Shit cook. Both <laughs> open restaurants in Cornwall, you dick. Um, <laughs> I got my swears in early. Nice. How, are you, like how are you, Ross? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, man. I've just finished um, a lovely Chinese. That was very nice. Excellent. I thought I'd, uh, thought I'd treat myself. And um, yeah, I had a nice week full of games what, once again. What's your choice of the Chinese? I'm very boring when it comes to Chinese, uh, like chicken balls. Um, You're going to say sweet and sour chicken balls. Sweet and sour chicken balls, egg fried rice, uh, barbecue sauce. And the cream of some young guy. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's a classic. I love it. And uh, yeah, and chips. So it's very boring, but it's, it's what I like. Keep it simple. Problem is, I don't like sweet and sour. So I've got a lot of sweet and sour tubs down as piling up in my kitchen. And I don't know what to do with them. Why? Why don't you have the chicken balls on their own? Do they not? I mean, they, they come with sauce, don't they? But they're full of vinegar, so I'm sure they'll keep. 
Mm, and the balls are fine. It's the sweet and sour. The actual sauce itself is the issue. I'm not quite sure what to do with it. I don't know. I don't like it. So if anybody wants some sweet and sour sauce, I have tons of it. Stick it on Facebook. I'm sure someone will buy it. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a very good idea, actually. I haven't thought of that. <laughs> this is fucking wild. Yeah. Roscoe's Sweet and Sour Shop. Pimpin' out Sweet and Sour Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Aged to perfection. Only three months old. Yeah. All right, let's get on to Game of the Week. Uh, Miles, what's your Game of the Week? Mine is Insurgency Sandstorm. I had a choice of two this week, but I decided to go for that one. Uh, so it's a first-person, very brutal, gritty, realistic shooter. Um, quite interestingly, there's no, there's very little HUD. So I kind of load up my first game to see that there were absolutely no crosshairs. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, yeah, it's an excellent game. Um, it's a really intense kind of shooter. Um, if you're not into FPS games or if you're more of a casual type player, then this isn't going to be one for you because you will get absolutely wrecked, as I did. Um, I put it in my review, but the first match I played, I actually got a few kills and did all right. And I thought, oh, this is, I don't know what all this is about. I don't know what, what the big deal is. And then in my second match, I got promptly curb stomped by some people who are actually good at the game. And um, there's like a quite a steep learning curve. You sort of get to grips with the fact that you can't just run out into the open and kind of twitch shoot everybody within seconds. Um, you have to actually play conservatively. You have to be thorough. You have to check corners, you know, peek through doors. You've got to play the objective constantly. Um, one of the things that I really liked about it is that it rewards you really highly for actually playing the objective and scoring points on them. So I played a match where I got very few kills, but captured quite a few objectives and I came top of the leaderboard. Um, whereas people who were getting dozens and dozens of kills were not coming top of the leaderboard. It was quite a refreshing change of pace. And you can't even see your score or kills or death ratio for like a good chunk of the match either. So you don't even actually focus on how you're playing. You just focus on the match itself. Uh, there's loads of customization. It's multiplayer only, so do be aware there's no kind of single-player stuff, which is a little bit of a shame. I would have liked to have seen what they could have done single-player-wise, um, but I had a really good time with it. Once I got over my initial kind of getting over myself, that the fact that I wasn't like, you know, a super soldier and was an actual fragile human being, um, I kind of really got to grips with it and had a really good time. Um, the time skill is really low. It's kind of one or two shots, so there's nothing more satisfying than <laughs> peeking around a corner, seeing a guy's head in the distance, popping a shot, and knowing that you earned that headshot as the red mist. They talk about it in... Um, has anyone watched Jarhead? Anyone watch that movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. great. So, you know, they talk about, like, the red mist moment, like, throughout the whole movie and how much, like, a big deal it is. Yeah. It's kind of exactly like that. So, like, you'll pop around a corner, you'll be scanning around the environment, and then you'll see someone, you'll think, oh, fuck. And then you, like, pop the shot, and it does this really satisfying spray of, like, a red mist straight out of their nugget. And you're like, that was so good. Like, it's just a really satisfying moment. And then immediately after, you'll get shot by a guy who's clearly kind of snuck up on you and flanked you. Um, and also what impressed me is that the maps are massive. So there's a lot of opportunity to flank and kind of sneak around much more than other shooters. Um where, for example, there was kind of one match where we were kind of getting curb stomped a little bit and we were kind of on our last objective having to defend and I managed to flank around behind the entire enemy team inside a building and I promptly shot all of them one by one. And it felt really good. Um, and the level design kind of offers you that opportunity. There's lots of verticality, there's loads of doorways, there's loads of windows that you can kind of shoot from. So there's constantly a game of trying to figure out where other people are at the same time as trying to keep yourself alive. Um, yeah, it's a really intense game, um, but it's well worth playing and it's kind of brutal so just go into it kind of expecting it's quite a realistic war sim you know characters shout and scream and it's quite harrowing at points when you hear someone get shot in the leg and then they scream um but yeah had a really good time with it i've kind of rambled on a bit but uh yeah really good game awesome what's your first game bots 
Be honest. Was no, it bots? It wasn't. Was it bots? <laughs> no, I don't was it bots? think it was. No, no. Um, I played competitive multiplayer first, so there's no bots in the competitive one. Mm. Um, in the in the co-op one, there's bots. Sure, sure. What have you said? Just like in Fortnite, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely wasn't bots, I promise. Yeah, okay. I wasn't just playing against myself in the lobby, I swear. Okay, cool. I don't know, I can't trust a man who hasn't played Aladdin or the Lion King to be that good at video games, you know? I wonder um, if that was going to come up again. Like, like you finished Lion King. <laughs> I haven't finished the Lion King. I I say, I've, I've never finished Lion King. <laughs> I was going to say, did anyone finish the Lion King? I think I got yeah. to the, I think Elephant Graveyard is as far as I got on that game. Man, I didn't even get that far, I don't think. Sean's finished it though. He was very proud of that last week. Of course week. he is. Mm, and Aladdin, because he's just that good. Uh, Kat, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is called A Juggler's Tale. Um, it is a 3D atmospheric kind of side scroller, kind of satin, kind of medieval, kind of theatre, um, and lots of different other environments. It's, I think it's on all consoles. So PS5, PS4, Switch. Um, you essentially play as this marionette kind of string puppet and she's fleeing from the circus uh, because she's being held captive uh, so she's uh, being chased after the, the ringleader kind of ringmaster and uh, your kind of job is to, to escape and you go through all these wonderful beautiful sunny environments kind of lakes and villages and um, carnivals and hill, hills and fields um, whilst being kind of chased by a kind of group of paid bandits have been kind of paid off to capture you um and it's really lovely it's really charming it's uh, only a couple of hours long i think it kind of runs you know if you're kind of dawdling around it probably runs at about two and a half three hours um but it's really sweet it's really charming um it has a cracking twist in the middle so i can't say too much too much but it's, it's a really unique setup because you're on strings it's not as easy as kind of jumping and going under the, under kind of things and you know moving things around the string you know can't go under anything because your strings are attached to you so you have to find other ways to kind of manipulate the environment um and kind of crawl up kind of different things or move kind of certain boxes to get over them um you have kind of this storyteller that kind of narrates what you're doing and, and how the story is and he kind of talks to you um and uh, one thing that's really strange and one thing that I kind of uh, put in my review you can read my review on fingerguns.net um is that you pause the menu and the soundtrack plays and the storyteller hums along to it and it's really strange in headphones because it really feels like someone's like singing along next to you creepy um but but all the all the more charming um so yeah it's it's kind of hauntingly amazing um i really enjoyed it i just wished it was longer uh i won't ramble on too much there's lots of traps lots of riddles it's not too much i can say about a kind of two and a half hour game other than it's really pretty uh it's actually really quite hard at first like i had no idea what i was doing there's not really any hints um and some stuff is really clever but yeah that's that's my game of the week, and I totally think everybody should check it out because I thoroughly recommend it. Great shout! I do want to play it myself. Hopefully, yeah. it'll uh, it'll appear on one service. You can finish it in a night, so it's pretty mm. cool. Pretty cool. Also, it's not on not on Xbox. Must not be. Does it? Yeah, no, it is on Xbox. It's on Xbox. Get it. Yeah, but it's not on Game Pass, so it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it's not for free. So no. if I can't just bother. play it, then why do I even want it? You know. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so uh, pretty. <laughs> you're right. It is. It is. You're absolutely right. Uh, Greg, your game of the week. Uh, surprising no one. My game of the week is Death Stranding. Directly yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't say any more that I haven't said about it when it came out two years ago. No, wait. Yeah, I suppose it will be coming out two years ago. 
uh it just looks better and i'm in a it's this is a personal thing but i'm in a better headspace to play it now i think when it came out i was a bit kind of grumpy at the time and my then girlfriend was trying to tell me how good the music was and i was being a dick and going no it's just whiny shit and now i've like completely changed my tune on it and i'm sat there going this is such a calm like meditative kind of game and i even bought the score on vinyl because i'm a hipster like that so just to sit and listen to it so not not the soundtrack not for like low roar and um, all that but the actual score and it's really really nice but if you're on the fence the upgrades for the ps5 visually look amazing i haven't got to the point of any of the new content yet so i can't say like what's improved but so far i mean i'm only on like the tutorial i suppose mission two but i'm enjoying it awesome. i can't really say any more about it than people haven't said already it's a divisive game it's this it's that it's a walking mm. simulator blah, blah 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 i mean you know you started playing it uh yeah i mean i downloaded the uh, the trial for it um mm. just to uh, give it a go and i got to i got past the first mission and i got to the lady in the red dress on the beach oh yeah uh, yeah and that that's about as far as uh, i got to no, um sure. but doesn't it doesn't it look but good though it looks beautiful and i i got into it for sure Okay. Um, I was I was always a bit hesitant, as you know, but I yeah. You're right. When you're kind of just strolling across the mountains and low roars playing, mm. you're like wow, there's nothing else like this. And if anyone, this is this is again the thing that I have with the sniper ghost warrior contracts thing. Like you can buy the PS5 version for forty odd quid, or you can mm. go like the PS4 upgrade path with Death Stranding. You can get like a second hand copy for about 10, 12 quid. And you can get the upgrade path for a fiver. So 17 quid for a PS5 experience is great. The only the only sn- uh, snaggle is on the main menu, on on your uh, PlayStation dashboard, you'll have your PS5 director's copy there, director's cut copy, which you need the PS4 disc in. But of course, every time you put in the PS4 disc, it's like, do you want to copy the PS4 game? You're like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> so if you've got auto install turned on, that's going to get on your nerves. Or you're going to have a PS4 copy on there as well. But other than that, um, I mean, that, that's not just Death Stranding's problem. I'm sure other games have that as well. If you've got to use the disc as DRM, it's going to be like, oh, oh, install me. And it's like, no, no, I want I want the better version, please. Is it true that yeah. you have to, in-game, deliver your save file to the PS5 version? And he'll, and he'll just, Sam will pick it up from somewhere and then install it? I don't know. I deleted mine so I could start afresh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to start again because I couldn't remember where I was, what was going on. I'm like, I'm going to start the whole experience again. Mm. But I think I've deleted my PS4 bonus items. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Which is only a pair of like gold sunglasses. It's not the end of the world. Mm. Okay, cool. Nice one. And uh, Sean Davies, your game of the week. My game of the week is something called Rainbow Billy and the Curse of the Leviathan, which comes out, I believe, on the day that this podcast goes live. It's... You might have seen this game in Wholesome Directs or the Wholesome Trailer Roundups and things. This game is about a character called Rainbow Billy, who is a little cartoon dude who lives in a cartoon world that's very multicolored. And one day they're having like a, a festival of colors. He sets off some fireworks with his friends, and those fireworks wake up the Leviathan from the bottom of the sea, who rises up and says, Rainbow Billy, I've warned you before. All these fireworks and stuff, it's not good. And he sucks all the colour out of the world. And as he does so, he he basically takes happiness and joy and any kind of positivity out of the world. 
and he leaves everyone with their insecurities and their issues. And so basically it's Rainbow Billy's job to try and restore colour to the world by uh, being supportive, by being empathic and, and helping people get over their issues and their emotional difficulties. It's a very, th there's a line for me with, with wholesome games where, you, you know, you can have a, a feel-good experience and then you can have a, God, this is too sickly sweet, sweet, it makes me want to yak. And Rainbow Billy gets to that line a couple of times and doesn't cross it, but it does feel like poof, we're, we're teetering on, like this is just too fucking wholesome at this point. And I say this as somebody who likes wholesome games. This isn't me like trying to be all macho dude. This is just like, wow, this is so sweet. This is so overtly <laughs> wholesome. And it's, to, to give an example, the, the game has got a really uh, unique, I mean, I'm not going to call it combat, confrontation system. It's kind of like uh, Deltarune and uh, the other one. But basically, you don't fight. You, you you don't fight at all. You basically talk to people to try and overcome their issues. And as you do oh, so... Um, Undertale. Yes, thank you. And as, as you talk to people, uh, they have like grey circles above their head, which represent shapes and colours. And the idea is, throughout the game, as you as you help people, they join your team and they it's like a, a, a creature capture game. And... Each one of those starts with a particular shape and color that they could deliver to this this character, but as you level them, up, level them up, you can get up to three colors per character. And the idea is you play little mini games like um, there's like little quick time events, there's little uh, like uh, breakout um, little arena bits, there's a, like a rhythm game where you have to press buttons in a particular order. It's little mini games that if you achieve, you then help fulfill and help support them and it's wild man this game is 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 something else it is so very well designed it's got so like my kids absolutely adore this game like the it's very wordy and there's very little voice acting so i have to sit there and play the, play them play with them but they are so into this game because it's colorful and it's nice and you get to keep like capture these creatures and turn them from these horrible looking beasts into these friendly dudes who then you can level up with. It's it's wild. And I'm gonna try and get a review up at ASAP. Their embargoes um goes up today. But I'll be honest with you, if you see a review, um zero percent of people have defeated the, the third boss right now. Um, so that review might not <laughs> cover the whole game. Disregard it. I'm just gonna throw people under the bus and say, you know, if you if the, 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 there's a, a narrative here that's being played out and um, I'm, I think I'm one of the furthest people into the game and I'm still, I reckon, just over halfway. Mm. So, um, you know, if, if my review comes up tomorrow, it's because I pulled an all-nighter. Um, if you see other reviews on PlayStation platforms, maybe <laughs> maybe give them a look first. Um, but it, like I say, it's, I'm going to be very positive about the game. It is a bit overly sweet, but again, it's a really, it's a great, it's, it's got a lot of great messages in it about being empathic. And basically every character in the game is going through something that you just have to figure out. Yeah. You know, so people are struggling with, you know, there's a snail character who's, who, who's gutted that everyone's faster than him. And you're like, well, <laughs> you, you know, sometimes it's good to take things at your own speed. You know, sometimes it's, it's good to be uh... slow. 
And that's the kind of thing you've got to say to him to, to gee him up. But yeah, Rainbow Billy and the Leviathan Curse, or Curse of the Leviathan. Can't remember which one it is. But uh, yeah, give it a look. Shall do. Russ, what's yours? Uh, my game of the week, uh, I've been playing, well, I'm playing the final Halo Infinite uh, Flight Weekend. I can't wait. I've got to wait until the seminar to play it again, and that breaks my heart. But uh, very excited to get into it. But I guess I guess the main one I've been playing all week is Super Monkey Ball. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which uh, comes out on the day this podcast goes live. So uh, the 5th of October. And yeah, it's good. It's good. It's not great. It's not brilliant. It's a it's a shiny kind of remaster of the first three Super Monkey Ball games. So it's kind of the greatest hits of all of those things kind of merged together. And it's still just as fun and uh, rewarding and infuriating as it ever was. Uh, the difficulty spike goes from like zero to 100 uh, almost immediately. <laughs> and you do find yourself screaming, screaming at a little monkey inside a ball uh, for no real reason, for no fault of his own, because, you know, the important thing to remember with Super Monkey Ball is that you don't control the ball, you control the level, and you have to, you know, tilt it left, tilt it right, tilt it up and tilt it down. You know, you're screaming at the monkey, but it's not his fault. It's all your fault. And they're just, you know, you've got to really remember that. And it gets... Yeah, it gets irritating. It gets very angry. There's a there's a helper mode, uh, which you can put on slow motion. You can follow a path for the ball to go um, in order to reach the goal. And you get double time, I think. But it's no help if you're just rubbish at it. And unfortunately, you know, for sort of the later levels, it got really, really infuriating. But fortunately, uh, the party games are back. And that's where Super Monkey Ball really comes to life when they have... Uh, Monkey Target is a classic. It's iconic. I used to play that as a kid a lot. And uh, me and my friends would just huddle around a GameCube and play together and try and hit these goddamn targets. And I'm so glad to see that it's back because it's so much fun. And there's monkey bowling and monkey football and monkey air fighting and monkey golf and, you know, all these kind of fun things. And that's where the fun is, I think. Um, if you're having a bit of a, a gathering, it's fun to play these these ones together because they're just, they're just full, of, uh, full of joy. So, yeah. Super Monkable Banana Blitz. Um, I talked briefly about Death Stranding, not a game that I ever thought I'd play, but the PlayStation Charles, which we will get into shortly, uh, was available. And yeah, I didn't hate it. I'm kind of uh, teetering on the edge of uh, possibly jumping into it fully uh, once Far Cry is out of the way. Maybe it'll be my Christmas game. I'm not sure, but um, we shall see. All right, then. It is quiz time. Over to Mr. Sean Davies. Thanks. Before we do the quiz, I just need to mention that Hot, Hot Wheels Unleashed is fucking brilliant. Yes, it's fucking amazing. Who knew it was actually a 10 out of 10? Oh, no. But because I reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you know, this is one of those reviews where I read and went, you know what? Yeah, I can see it being a 10, but I, you know, I'm probably not going to agree with it. And then after the first boss, I was like, yeah, fuck, it's a 10 out of 10. Oh, Sorry. God, that boss level is <laughs> unbelievable. I was thinking about like gripes for the game and I was like, I could, I thought, I could, I could say that there's no view change. I was like, it doesn't need a view change. Like, you're not going to have first person perspective in a plastic steering wheel, are you? <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> looking through that horrible plexiglass, or like you know, Lego yeah. visor of a screen? Yeah, the little seam down the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I just thought, like, I wanted that to be my game of the week, but I needed to talk about mm. Rainbow Billy. But <laughs> goddamn, that game's good. Do you, that clip, do you see that clip I tagged you guys in earlier? Yes. Yeah. Shortcut, and it's like, oh, you motherfucker, that's genius. I've, I've tried that, but there's a checkpoint. Oh right. So after after so long, you get you there is. missed a checkpoint. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's fine doing that, except you're going to get fucked over anyway. So yeah, mm. unless you make your own track like that. 
yes, yeah. which would mm. be great. No checkpoints, just racing. Oh, um, I can't wait till people start doing the track mania style things where they make like auto run track, not auto run, but you just need to hold accelerator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got a creative spark for that, but that'd be awesome. So let's, let's do a quiz. Right. Um, have we got buzzers this week? We do. Okay, yes. Greg, what's yours? Falcon Punch! Nice. Wow. Class. <laughs> That was very You're nice. You're all going to fucking hear that. No. <laughs> uh, Ross? Killionaire. Yeah, what? thematic, as you've been playing it. Yeah, my, the, the Sonic one wasn't loading, so... Oh, okay. Killionaire. Have a Halo one. He, he needs a rest, you know. Amy, he does, yeah. He needs... <laughs> been out for totally, weeks, though. Totally thrown me off here now. Um, Kat? I'll make it easy. I'll stick a picker picker. Thank you very much. Excellent. Uh, Miles? I'll also stick with my usual. Finish him. Excellent. Thank you very much. So, 10 questions. Let's go. Question Uh, one. Which Japanese console was sold as the Hyundai Comboy in South Korea because sale of Japanese cultural imports was banned until 2004? Falcon Punch! Greg? Christ, that's loud. Super Nintendo? Sorry, I'll turn my phone on. No, 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 it's all right. It's not the Super Nintendo. Okay. Killionaire. Ross? Uh, the Xbox? It's not, no. Uh, trying to think of Western consoles. Well, which Japanese consoles? Yeah, there, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, okay. I mean, you could, go West, you could go West to Japan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, okay, never mind. I'm out. Anyway. Cat or, uh, Miles? PlayStation? Nope. Cat, it's all down to you. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, the, the, the SNES? Said no. that. Oh, did you? Oh, you did, didn't you? Um, yeah, not a fucking clue, pal. Not a clue. Okay. It's Saturn, isn't it? It was the NES. Ah. Oh. oh. That's uh. what I meant. <laughs> um, before we do, let me just check. I'll turn the volume down. Let me just make sure my buzz is loud enough. Well, not too loud now. Hang on. Welcome. Yeah, that's perfect. A better level? All right, yes. Okay, question two. Which real-world energy drink can be found in 2019? For fuck's sake. Ross? Monster energy drink. Correct. Yeah, it's he not in the direct... It's not in the direct... said it too cup, quickly. Ross only knows all the confectionery ones. He's <laughs> 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 trying to candy you. Okay, question three. Atari hmm. buried a reported 700,000 copies... Falcon Punched! Greg? E.T. the extraterrestrial? Uh, no. All right. Oh. Question three. Ooh. Atari buried a reported 700,000 copies of their E.T. game in a desert landfill in which American state? Oh. Miles? Nevada? State. Oh, shit. Um, Killionaire. <laughs> New Mexico. Correct. Yeah, I knew it was fun. Oh, damn it. Okay, question four. How is it? Be- <laughs> Forget it. Never mind. That did not go to plan. Right, no, no. I fucked that right up. Carry on. <laughs> drinking your sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> oh god. What? <laughs> oh god. Anyway, question four. In the Game Boy Classic Final Fantasy Legend Two, Nintendo requested that the mention of opium in the game be censored and be replaced with something else. Squaresoft replaced the drug with which fruit? Oh. 
Cats? What's a bit short? A raspberry. No. Welcome, punch! Greg? Apples. No. Killionaire. Ross? Bananas. Correct. Yay! <sighs> there's, there's really funny quotes about people being addicted to bananas in the game. Um, oh, no. Question five. Who is the first video game character to get their own cereal? Falcon Punch! Greg? Uh, Sonic? No. no. I didn't think it would be too obvious. Billionaire. Ross? Pac-Man. No. Ooh. Close though. Close um, though. Oh. Cat? Oh, you said close to Pac-Man. I have no idea now. I mean, I mean close to as in the time frame. Oh. Um, well, I'm going to go with my original answer, but I know it's going to be wrong, but it, I was going to say Mario. Nope. Not, not I, I just don't know, so I'm not even going to bother. Have a guess. Donkey Kong. Oh, God. Uh, fine, Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong is correct. Fuck off. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a million time miles have done that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why you guys always do it. Well, I was, already, I was already out, so. It's, Thank um, you, Greg. Yeah, it was described as barrels of fun. Wow. <laughs> they were shaped like little barrels. Well, anyway. I definitely wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, question six. Which video game character is named after the ancient Greek word for strength, power, authority, or dominion? Cool. Punch! Ross? Croc. <laughs> no. No. Greg? Your mum? Linda, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Linda. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really there we go. Uh, Miles? Uh, Kratos. Correct. Oh, I thought well, of that was way it, too uh, obvious. Yes, of course it was Kratos. <laughs> I, just I thought, no, nah, that's way too obvious. I'm not going to say that. I think I used my go wisely. <laughs> I think you did too, Greg. Well done. This was better, Greg, let's be honest. You should just keep going each each question. Just well, I'm going to get... Take I'm, it right. I'm treating this like golf. I'm going to have the lowest score, so I win. Very well done. <laughs> Uh, okay, question seven. Writer Sam Lick's face was digitized and used as a face. Greg? Max Payne's face. Correct. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question eight. Which one of these game names isn't real? Fluster Cluck, Cluster Truck, <laughs> Mr. Krang's Super Bad Game, or Awesome Possum Kickstarter? Ross? Fluster Cluck. Incorrect. Um, Which one was that? Was that the first one or the second one? The second the one, one definitely is a game. I've played it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll repeat them again. Okay, Miles. The last one you said. No, we can't do this every week. <laughs> what was the name of it, Miles? What was the name of it? I can't remember what the name no. of it was. Well, then but... you don't get to go. Bye bye. Oh, no, very nice. Okay, I will, I will repeat them again. Um, Fluster Clock, Cluster Truck, Mr. Krang's Super Bad Game. Or awesome possum kicks Doctor Machino's butt. That one. That right. is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, wait. Cat. The first one. No, I said that. Yeah, yeah I said already that. said that. Well, you said the second one because I asked you which one it was, and you said that's the second one. Correct. I Greg's the, in for the, a winner. The third one. Correct. <laughs> you see what happens, guys. You see what happens. Oh. <sighs> Mr. Krang's super bad game or something, I mean. This is a clusterfuck. I knew Fluster Cluck, because that's come up before. So I Cluster Truck I have played. And mm. when you said Mr. Krang, I was like, oh, it could be one of those stupid, like strong bad games. Yes, that was where I got the inspiration. But that's where <laughs> that's where the process of elimination came in that all of you got it wrong. And I was like, yeah, that one. 
Okay. I did a miles. Nice. <laughs> Let everyone else throw themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very squid game of you all. Well done. Yeah. Um, I did that last week and it worked beautifully. Okay. It's just a, it's a great, it's a great tactic. Question nine. In the 1997 PlayStation game Jersey Devil, what was the colour of the devil's eyes? Ross? Black. Incorrect. <clears throat> I don't know. I've never heard of it. Greg? Purple? Like him? Incorrect. Wow. Finish him. Miles? Red. Correct. No, nah, nice. Well, mine's, nice got, mine's got red in it and blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It counts, right? There was black can, if you've got yeah. enough of it. You can put red into black. <laughs> okay, question 10. The Scottish football club Rangers tried oh, to sign up. which superstar footballer after the then manager... <laughs> Craig, your mum, Linda again. Yeah, there it is again. Go on, get on, famous. Linda. Go on. Famous. Oh, Linda's everywhere. <laughs> okay, I'll finish the question. <laughs> God, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> oh my, sorry, oh, Sean. Sorry. That was Greg's fault. That was not me. Was... Uh, it's a good job. Oh, so <laughs> okay, question ten. The Scottish Football Club Rangers tried to sign which superstar footballer after the then manager Alex McLeish was alerted to his ability by a football manager. This is a big story at the beginning of the year. Uh, Miles? Um, I thought I knew it, but I don't think I do. But I'm going to say Zlatan Ibrahimovic. No. Oh. You're going to say who? What? <laughs> He's okay. a very good striker. Any other guesses? No? I think, I think I'm going to go with Linda again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still be wrong. Linda is OP, okay? She's just super <laughs> OP at football. No, okay. It was Lionel Messi. That makes sense. Was it really? Yeah, it was. McLeish tried to sign him after he saw him as a wonder kid in uh, Football Manager. God, could you imagine if Ranger had gone Rangers and <laughs> Messi? Jesus Christ. Are they not aware of Messi beforehand? Uh, no, because he was one of the kids in the uh, Barcelona. Um, you know, this was like 10 years ago. Oh, he's still like La Masia or whatever. Scott, Scotland's called. only just got that version of football manager. That's where Cleish is pretty much a dinosaur, so, you know. Game over. Well done. Wow, okay, I think, so. I think Ross got that. Ross got one, two. I definitely didn't. Two. Cat uh, got one. One. Uh, Miles got one, two, three. We oh. didn't really know today. He got two. Yeah, like he, yeah he got really lucky with the two of them. Well, Greg <laughs> was just being really nice. And Greg got two. Well, what a mouse. That was a bastard oh, of a quiz. Well, to be fair, Greg, you kind of won it by nature of giving me the answer that let me win it. <laughs> <laughs> was it Donkey Kong? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did realize that Mars hadn't spoken. I was like, I'm going to take a punt. Oh, wait, he's still got to go. I was still there looking. Stealthing yeah. away. Dang, I'm just going to kill a daddy long legs two seconds. Well done, everybody. That was a. Uh... A valiant effort. Everyone's scored a point. Mm, yeah, that was good. But thanks. Nice. Thanks, John. Yeah, I'm sorry these are getting harder. It's just going to get continually more harder. It's going to yeah, get a very right. niche podcast soon. Quite like all the random name ones. They're quite enjoyable. Yay! It's just like you got you put the easy one in there, and we all like we all was like, no, no, it's, foolish. No, it's, That's too easy. Too easy. <laughs> and then I was like, coin toss, and you're we like, correct, and we're like, fuck's sake. It was certainly easier than you know the the kind of philosophy field quiz of last week. I think. Oh my god! Oh my the god philosophy yeah. one, yeah. Hey, that one was a dick. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was a great question. <laughs> Which one? Which ones are on there? You, you need to listen to. Have you listened to last week's podcast? Oh no, not yet. Oh my god. I, 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 I went to listen to my own podcast. That's just of course, of course not. Um, 
I, I went a bit OTT with the questions. Um, I got a bit in the weeds with philosophy and literary links to <laughs> games last week. Spoiler uh, alert, I actually win spiritually. Just so is Almost. that why we only had 10 questions this week then? Uh, yeah, nice. I'll be honest with you, the, these were toned down from last year. We had Iron Rand links. Iron Rand's like, fucking <laughs> hell. Yeah. Yeah, they got pretty ones. intense. You literally got like halfway through the question. I was like, well, this is well beyond my intellectual limit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thanks very much for competing. Thank you, man. Uh, Ryan, then let's get into the news. And first up, let's talk about Konami. Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, and Castlevania. Perfect one for Greg to be on, to be honest. Um, reading from VGC, the great Andy Robinson writes, Konami is set to ramp up its premium game development with new installments and remakes for its biggest franchises, including Metal Gear and Castlevania. That's according to publishing sources who spoke to VGC anonymously before they did not have permission to discuss their projects publicly. Konami's premium games output has slowed down significantly in recent years. The last new Metal Gear was 2018's Metal Gear Survive, whilst the last mainline Castlevania was 2014's Lords of Shadow 2. In the past decade, the company has arguably grown a bigger reputation for its pachinko gambling games and for its premium PC and console releases. The first new title might be a new Castlevania game, which is also described as a reimagining of the series currently in development internally at Konami in Japan, with support from local external studios. Now it, it goes on and on. I'll put a link in the um in the description. But it looks like the uh, the remaster for Metal Gear Solid would be Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Uh, so, uh, Greg, is that the the right the right one to remaster? Do you think of, out of all of the ones available? Yeah, it's the best one. Okay, cool, uh, oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't really think I needed to expand on that because it is the best one, and anyone that has played the Metal Gear Solid series will probably disagree with that. But it is a very worthy game and it was the one that really opened up not so much the corridor nature of metal gear solid but the like moving from the over-the-top camera to freak well this is the subsistence version but it opened up like how sneaking worked in those games and it wasn't just a case of you know having quiet footsteps over metal grates anymore it was like the camouflage index the actual there was a there was a really good prompt um not a prompt really good control system where you move the left stick to run Obviously, push it slowly to walk, but that will make you make noise. So use the D-pad to actually make you cr- uh, to like creep. So it burnt your stamina because you were spending more time like actually worrying about your footsteps making noise. It makes sense in context. It's well, I don't think it's actually possible anymore because that was using the PS2's um, context-sensitive buttons. Hmm. Um, long story short, it was just one of my favorite ones, and if it was going to be that that's going to be remade then yes although it seems a bit weird having that one as a next gen remake but then they did twin snakes of the gamecube so i mean that will be another remake of that but then it's not blue point doing it, is it like they've already dispelled that i read the article earlier it's not yeah. blue point doing that yeah. but it's, is it vir- what they called virtuos uh virtuous yeah yeah that, that's apparently handling it if they if they remade metal gizzard the first it would be amazing but it's been done. Two was a bit of a weird one because you took over his ride. And so three was like the real proper return to form. So I can see why that would make sense. But as a jumping in point for the story, it kind of is the beginning, but it helps if you played the others. So it's, again, it's like a bit like the Demon Souls thing. It It's good to have that beginning sort of, but if you're not familiar with it, it's going to be a very hard thing to jump into. Right, yeah. So... Yeah. But then Demon Souls remake sold 
quite a lot, didn't it? I suppose because it was a launch title. So it it would be worth, yeah, it'd be nice if it was Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm, what about uh, Silent Hill, Castlevania? Are there any particular ones from that series you'd like to see come back? Not really. Um, I was never a massive Castlevania fan. Uh, I've got Lords of Shadow, and it was very much like Shadow of the Colossus and God of War, so a bit of a rip-off on those points. Silent Hill, Silent Hill to me kind of died with Silent Hill 3. Like, 4 was a bit of an out there game, but I played Homecoming and Downpour and just went... Pfft. So, yeah, if it was a remake of Silent Hill 1 or 2, then that would be fantastic. Can't see it happening. If it's a new one, uh, well, they have to make a very good imitation of the first two to make it worth it, and three to an extent. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's just me on those series. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Miles, I know you've got a... Uh... I'd love for Metal Gear Solid. Are you happy about the idea that Metal Gear Solid 3 is the one that's supposedly being remastered? Yeah, I'm on quite a similar wavelength to Greg. I think objectively it is the best one of the series. I think in terms of the story of it, it's the most probably contained story that Kojima's done. And I think it's much better for it because it focuses much more on its characters and developing like the sense of world building. And it's one of the few video game stories that I think is genuinely incredible and it's why I still follow Kojima to this day really um I think like Greg I do have it's a bit of an odd one in the sense that it is obviously a prequel and the kind of starting point for a lot of the story but equally it's a very strange place to kind of throw new players into who may not have played the other games um because it's the reason that the story is quite effective is because you know all the history that comes after it if that makes sense um I think gameplay mechanics wise, it would hold up pretty well. Um, I played them uh, about a couple of years ago and three still plays probably the best of them because of the depth of its mechanics. And like Greg said, you've got little kind of subtle things in it in terms of like your managing stamina, the camouflage system, all the kind of, I had loads of like little things that you could find different face masks and lots of like contextual stuff. So you could find like specific face masks or kind of face paint, sorry, that would do like certain things at certain times to certain characters and that kind of thing. Um, but it's a great game. And I think, you know, if they were to remake it, I think on the Pachinko machines, they've already remade a lot of the cutscene stuff and it does look very, very good. So I think that's probably why they're going to go going to go for that one first is because they've already redone a lot of the assets in terms of cutscenes and re kind of redoing or reimagining a lot of the stuff that was there on the PS2. Um, my only thing that I would desperately want them to do is to bring back Metal Gear Online because the original Metal Gear Online was absolutely incredible and I loved it on the subsistence version. Um, it was the one that made me get a network adapter for the PS2. It was that giant chunky block that you had to like slam into the back of the, the console to be able to get yourself online. And um, I played hours and hours and hours of it and it was excellent. So I do hope if they are going to remake it, they do the subsistence version and do all of the features and, and the gameplay of it. Um, I would have liked it to be the first one just because I think it's the one that could have done with a proper remake. The Twin Stakes was good as an actual rebuilding of the game graphically, but it kind of dropped the ball in terms of the, the voice acting was pretty bad and it introduced kind of Metal Gear Solid 2 mechanics to a game which wasn't designed for it. <clears throat> so I think it would work better if they were kind of remaking that one to start with personally. Um, but very happy. I'll definitely get it day one, provided Konami don't screw up. I feel like this is quite a safe bet for them in terms of you can't really mess up a remake as long as you stick to what made it work and just update it graphically and just give it some quality of life improvements. Mm -hmm. So I think for Konami, they're going for quite a safe bet. Um, but yeah, I'm 
cautiously excited, provided we know Konami's recent track history and Metal Gear Survival was an absolute train wreck that I'll never forgive them for, but I'm willing to let bygones be got bygones if they do it justice. So, yeah, I'm all right with it. Very interesting. I like it. Glass half full. Yeah. Of course, nice. it's optimistic. Indeed. Um, Kat, what are uh, Silent Hill, Castlevania, where are you with those series? Would you like to see them come back? Uh, I'm nowhere with those series. Silent Hill would make me pee my pants. And sure. I've never played Castlevania, but I do. I, I, it's always kind of been on my radar to be like, yeah, I should play that one day. Um, and just never have. So maybe if they do get remade, I will jump in. I know that Virtuous, obviously, they've they've done loads of stuff, haven't they? They, you know, they've even done some art on Horizon Zero Dawn. So you know, hopefully, even if it is get, getting remade, it will look pretty good. I imagine on the next gen console. Uh, loads of people are diehard Metal Gear fans, like. So I hope that you know it does get done justice. I think that sometimes you know when you're remaking something there's obviously going to be anticipatory nerves around you know people's favorite games being remade by a completely different kind of um uh i guess paintbrush so to speak so i don't know we'll see it's not really something that i can contribute to or add to because those are games you know metal gears not in my wheelhouse first person shooters and all that jazz silent hill games pee my pants unless i'm playing it with someone else not for me but we'll see we'll see (laughs) Yeah, Virtuous are an interesting studio. I mean, they've they they contribute to other games really more yes. than anything else. Yeah, they support them. Yeah, yeah. they do. Like yeah. uh, the Outer Worlds, um, the yeah. Return Last to Arkham trilogy. Yep, yeah. uh, Ghost yeah. Recon, Ellie Noir. They kind of yeah, they're kind of outsourced by a lot of people to do uh, yeah. little touch ups on things. So you know, giving them a full game might yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, but Sean, why why now? Why has Konami suddenly gone? You know what? Let's get back into actual video games because they've just shitted out eFootball, and that's awful. So, what's going on? I, I I don't think this is like something that's happened overnight. I think this is just someone internally has decided to speak about it for the first time. So, there's a couple of things that um, haven't been updated in the story that you know the VGC article. Um, firstly, the Sound Hill rumors. Um, there are apparently two games in development. One is a remake of a game already, and the other is that there is a new game coming from um, Kojima and with Sony Publishing. Now, we've heard these rumours for a long time, and uh, this this has been now basically confirmed by a number of different press places that this is happening. Silent Hills, as it was, is being made as a PS5 exclusive, um, published by Sony, with the blessing of Konami by Kojima. Um, the other game is being is a remake of a, a Silent Hill game and is being made by a prominent Asian developer. Um, as for Castlevania, I guess they've seen how popular the anime series is on Netflix um, because that has gone gangbusters in the anime community and has decided, yeah, we're not doing anything with this series. We kind of need to do something with this series. And as for Metal Gear... I think this has always been in the pipeline. Uh, I think they just, you know, they've got a series that they sit on and they don't do anything with and they're not making any money from it. And if they are going to remake them in order, you know, I know that a lot of people would prefer that they remake the original um, first, but chronologically, um, I imagine this would work a lot of a lot like the Final Fantasy VII remake would, where people who have played the original will get 
a ton out of playing three again because they will have played the others. But if you're new to the series and there are going to be a ton of people that are new to the series, that is the logical place to start. And as you go through the story, they would they would learn a history that a lot of people already know and experience it that way. Um, it's kind of like the Yakuza series, whereas you know now the logical starting point is Yakuza 0 rather than Yakuza 1 because it's just a better game and they've remade Yakuza 1. So it's, I, I don't think this is all happening right now. I don't think Konami's just suddenly gone, hey, let's make some games. I think all of this has been going on in the background, but someone has decided to start talking about it in, in, in earnest in the background by looking it to the press. Yeah. Very interesting. Hopefully it's better than eFootball. Oh God, it can't be any worse, can it? Have you played it? No. I don't want to uh, disparage my PS5 by wasting hard drive space on it. Just... <laughs> I, I downloaded that. I played one game when I deleted it. The, the, the gifts were enough for me. It's just, oh, uh... it's just... It's an absolute clusterfuck. And they, they had the audacity to charge £32 for the rest of the game. You know, I, I get it. I, like, I get it that, that you know they they are their budget for that game has got to be tiny now because no one's fucking buying it. Doesn't they haven't done for years? So you know, I don't know why they bother releasing it. And now they're going to a free to play model, and they've trashed it on day one. Yeah, and it's basically a demo. It's really not anything more than that. No. So it's uh, it's such a weird system, but uh, anyway. Good to, good to try out, though, yeah? Yeah! Well worth a go if you want to make some fun screenshots for your friends to laugh at, I guess. Yeah, and it's good to trial trial games sometimes, yeah. It is good to trial games sometimes. Talking of trial games... Yes, you got it! There it is! <laughs> Sorry, I did not get that the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what a team. What yeah. a team. Yeah. I was wondering how long it was going to take. Now. I was we like, this is such a good segue. We are so connected. Um, Sony have introduced free game trials to the PlayStation 5, and they're a bit weird. Um, so, again, reading from uh, VGC, uh, Sony have introduced free game trials to PS5. In an email sent to PS5 users on Friday, the platform holder announced a Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy, a big adventure, can now be downloaded for free and played for several hours. The game trials are available via the PlayStation Store until October 28th. And the time limit begins when players begin their download. So those with faster connections will get more time with the games than others. Death Stranding can be played for six hours and Sackboy can be played for five hours, according to Sony's marketing. Now, I downloaded Death Stranding. Um, my internet is amazing. So I managed to get it all down in about 45 minutes. And I jumped in. I played for about two or three hours just kind of bombing around and trying to understand the game and learn what the mechanics were. And then I shut it down. And then about four hours later, about eight or 9 PM, I went back to it and I couldn't play it anymore. So the trial begins and ends literally from when you download it. And then it just stops. So you have to hammer it all out in like one sitting. You have to give the game exactly six hours (laughs) of a, of a, Moment in just a moment in your day, yeah. Anyone got any thoughts? Because this is really odd. Do the trophies pop? No, they don't. That's really disappointing. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't for me. I don't know if I don't know if Greg can confirm this, but I got. You know, I told you where I got up to. Are there trophies before that? 
Uh, yeah, I think there's one for like your first delivery and your first like and all that kind of thing. Mm. Oh wait, no, wait. You met the woman in red. What in the boardroom? Uh, I got up to. I I saved it when I got to the beach and ended up back up with uh, Dead Man sitting in the office or the uh, with the pre- when you when you dropped the president off. Yes. That's not a spoiler that happens like right at the start. Oh, then yeah. no, I don't think there is. So you may not have actually earned anything yet. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Well, no, no trophies pot for me, regardless. So interesting. I think it's a good idea. I really like the concept, but I think, like you said, if it's gonna start at the exact time that you started uh, downloading it and then you have to give it that time, that's a bit crap because you know you don't know how long your internet's gonna take to do something. So you know, you could start downloading it at five, think, yeah, I'll play this until like eleven. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, get on until eight. You think, well, crikey, I've only got three hours left. Yeah. And you've got to give it all those three hours. Like That's like saying, you know, oh, we'll just take a day off work and do our trials <laughs> twice a month. It's a great yeah. concept, though, especially if they rotate the games every month um, for kind of real big headliners. That's a really cool addition to, I guess, what we'd want PS Plus to be, but without the trial and just, you know, keeping the free game. But this way, I guess we can play really big titles and not spend 70 quid on them before we know we don't like them because i know that toby for example is a great example of this because he really doesn't know if he would want to play death stranding he's kind of underlined about it for a really long time and he said this would be a really good way to actually see if he's going to enjoy it or actually it's not worth spending the money because these kind of big games with these big names and all that jazz like sack boy's still 50 quid on the ps store i think mm. um and yeah, I think it's a great idea, but like that, those kind of disadvantages kind of make me think, oh, like you have to put time aside and there's a time limit. Yeah. Like, and, and and there's no timer either. So you don't know how long you have no idea left. how much time you've got left. No. That sucks. And also as well, like the fact that like it's it's to a certain date as well. It's kind of like, oh, well, yeah. well, you know, it is weird, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if um if this is a monthly thing, if they do drop two different games a month, that'd be nice. I think that'd be yeah. cool. That makes it interesting, but yeah, you've got to like call in work and say, "Sorry, I'm playing Death Stranding today." <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm going to play Death Stranding for the next five hours. Maybe I literally, I literally can't play it any other day, so I have to do it today. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very strange. Uh, Miles, what do you what do you make of all this madness? I mean, it is a nice idea. I don't think it's bad in and of itself. I just think starting it from the time that you start the download is completely and utterly stupid because there are lots of people who just don't have very good internet and we're quite lucky in the UK that we have very good internet quite across the country. Whereas in a lot of other countries, they don't have things like unlimited downloads or mega fast speeds with fiber and stuff like that. And I think of like the place I used to live before I live where I do now, uh, my internet speed was 0.2 megabytes a second and it was absolutely painful. It took me two weeks to download Battlefield 4. And so this would be completely and utterly worthless to me if that was still the case. And I just think that's a bit unfair when they could quite easily just add like an in-game, uh, not an in-game, but like a like a clock or a lock to it like they do when you pre-order a game um, where the second it's downloaded and you start up for the first time, that clock starts, um, whether you're offline or online. And then once that clock runs out, it then locks the game from that point. I don't see why they couldn't have implemented that. Um, I feel like it's kind of a way, I think it mentioned it on the article, but it's kind of a way to push people onto PS Now because if you trial it through there, you can stream it immediately without having to download it. So if they implement the trials there, it makes more sense because you'll be able to kind of start it and then you've got those however long you have for that that demo. Um, but again, you're still kind of at the mercy of your internet speed. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think its execution is kind of a bit crappy and I think they could 
quite easily make it a better system than what it currently is but i guess maybe that's why they're throwing this idea out to see how it lands with people and if it doesn't work maybe they'll go back to the drawing board or maybe they've got other ideas for it potentially um but i always think giving people the opportunity to try something for free before diving in properly is always a good thing so you know even if it takes four hours to download the stranding if you get an hour or two to actually play it you might be able to make an informed decision then on whether you want to buy it or not so yeah i'm kind of a bit i don't think it's the best way they could have done it but maybe they're just kind of throwing ideas around and seeing how it works but uh i buy so many games anyway i don't think i'll be using it very much regardless <laughs> yeah i mean i guess it's worked in a way because it's made me go ah just running might actually be a game for me yeah it's it's, it's, it's taken me two years to make that conclusion you know <laughs> uh, because i finally got my hands on it and um yeah i didn't play a lot of it but that that early the first kind of two or three hours or so that i did play through were good and it was interesting and so you know i guess it's doing its job but it's just the timings are just weird yeah it just seems a bit odd when that first song kicks in and death stranding is so good as you like yeah. walk over that first little bit but I, mean, um, I, I, I was excited to get back in i was like right i've got maybe two hours left or so I'll, oh i can't it's locked <laughs> no i don't <laughs> yeah i do not have those two hours and i love it you you, you click it and it say the trial has expired if you want to carry on comma purchase it full stop <laughs> and i was like wow all right all right playstation sorry <laughs> slightly passive aggressive and assertive of them isn't it it really is it's very funny i think the uh the trophies thing would piss me off though if i try out a game got a trophy and i'd be like well fuck now i've got to buy it because that's on my list of one percent and that would actually piss me off <laughs> so don't, don't worry, i won't be it, using it. it it doesn't actually stay in your list oh okay right now so, now i'm interested okay so where, where Ooh, does it, ghost does it, trophies yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> they, the they way in the ether they, they, they exist within your trophy list, but they don't show up as like a completed game. They basically show up as like lock, unlocked during a trial and they disappear after a certain amount of time. Oh, so it's like having them in your offline list for where they like never sync yes. to your online list. I well, like there is, it. There is no offline list on a PS5 though. I know, it's annoying. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Well, that's good to know. Thank you, Sean. No problem. Uh, Sean, what do you make of this? Um, It's interesting. Um, it's not something new for Sony. They did it on the PS3 and the PS4. But back in the day, you basically had one hour. They've always done one hour demos, uh, so trials. So you used to be able to download a game and from the, basically the moment you start, you had one hour of playtime. Even if you paused it, you started it and, and paused it for 59 minutes, that was it. That was your game time with it. It's different, obviously, for this one. And I, I believe that the reason why it's from when you start to download the game is because people used to abuse the system on the PS3 and PS4 because if you download a trial and then start it, um, you could finish it with a save game or to a certain point, then switch to a different account on the, the same console, download the trial again, start the trial, and then switch accounts to carry on with the trial. So basically, I think what they've done is um... limit it so that at the start of your download time, um, and I, I guess this is the, the first step in, obviously, I don't know if you can remember one of the first kind of visionary meetings, I think it was like Ryan, uh, Andrew Ryan was saying that they want a store where you click on a game and you go, I want a trial, and you start a trial now. And it would be downloading the game simultaneously as it would be you playing it. This feels like the first baby step in that direction. Obviously, PlayStation now would be ideal for that, you know, and like Miles said, if they can if they can get that set up so that basically you say hey i i might like this game can i try this for free and they go yeah here's here's three quarters of an hour of a demo um like a chunk of a game that you could play on playstation now immediately 
that would be perfect. But I guess this is like the stopgap until the internet speeds catch up, which I know is, is you know, I, I get the feeling that they expect this PlayStation 5 to be around for quite a number of years at this point. So, you know, in the next five or six years, we might be having in incredible internet speeds at home, where whereas this download might not concern us right now. Yeah. Um, it certainly won't in the future. So it's, it's interesting. And I'm glad that they're doing it because a lot of people are going to pick up games that they previously didn't. You know, Sackboy's Adventure is great. Um, I've not played Death Stranding, but I am interested. So, you know, this demo, this trial, sorry, will will be worth a go. I just, it, it is a bit weird the way they've set it up, but I think it's to avoid people taking the piss. We can't yeah. have nice things, basically. Fucking people ruin everything, don't they? <laughs> fucking people. Oh, fucking people. All uh, right, and let's get on to our final story, which is the Friday the 13th screenwriter Victor Miller wins copyright termination appeal to reclaim his domestic rights, which is good news for a certain video game called Friday the 13th. I'm going to kick this one over to Kat because Kat has all the info on this. So Kat, take it away. I do, I do, I do. Um, so to understand this, we kind of need to go back to 1980. <laughs> oh my God. I know, I know, it's so far away. Um, so um, essentially, so first of all, thanks to um, a little guy called Schmuckles, uh, because he actually collated all of this information and puts it in a very handy video um, for anyone to understand. So I'm going to kind of do the footnotes of the footnoted video, uh, because it is quite a, a long and arguous story. Um, but essentially in 1980, obviously, Friday the 13th came out. Um, and what you really need to know about this is that it was directed by a guy called uh, Sean S. Cunningham and written by Victor Miller um, and it even has his name on the screenplay as well um, so it's between them the, the kind of court case and as we know um, as we know now spoiler alert you know Victor Miller's won it as of this week but <laughs> according to copyright law once you kind of sell um, your kind of copyright to somebody after 35 years you can reclaim that back so um, essentially what that means is that Victor obviously sold his his kind of copyright to Horror Inc um, the, the people who ended up making um, Friday the 13th and he wanted it back he wanted to reclaim the rights back for himself um, he tried to get this back and uh, Sean Cunningham um, actually said no you can't get that back uh, this is my my, my work um, you're actually only an employee and therefore this film is mine, the rights are mine, buzz off. <laughs> so it went to court and it was decided actually in Miller's favour in 2018. Now this is where things have been up in the air, this is why Friday the 13th the game has been on pause, this is why nothing has been added to that game. Uh, it's why kind of no games have included Jason Burries for a really long time. Uh, because in that 2018 court case, the one that Victor Miller won, uh, Cunningham then appealed it. So it went to a second court circuit um, for an appeal and the date was pushed to uh, February of 2020. So rounding that up, Cunningham wants to get that back. He wants to appeal the decision of um, Miller's win to say, actually, you were, you were my employee, you were blah, 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 this is my film. Which is mental when you think someone wrote this and someone else is trying to say, well, no, I directed your work and therefore it's mine. Um, so long story short, there's a guy called Larry Zerner, Zalner. He actually appeared in one of the films. He's kind of following this case and his Twitter is kind of, it kind of details a lot of stuff about it as well. Um, but 
essentially in February 2020, uh, three judges needed to decide this because it went to a second court. So um, when you have one court case, one judge, if it goes to a second circuit, that's three judges. All of them kind of need to be, I think all of them need to be unanimous, um, although I don't quite know the facts on that one, but from watching a lot of Making a Murderer, that, that seems to be the case. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, so this was set for February 2020, I think for COVID reasons um, and other kind of other delays, this got kind of pushed back. And unfortunately, one of the judge panelists, um, the, the judge kind of circuit people died at the end of 2020. So this then put a pause on everything um, because they had to redo and completely restart the trial and because of COVID they had no idea when that would be um, and obviously since 2018 if any court if any rights are up in the air for anything films games anything like that you can't add to it um, it, it's a it's a mucky situation of who to ask permission by who can sue who who can who actually owns this kind of genre which is why Friday the 13th Luckily, it didn't die, weirdly. Um, people are still playing it. People are still on it. It's just that nothing's been added to it. Um, and yes, it, so unfortunately that, that Judge Circuit guy died um, and they rescheduled the entire trial. Actually, it was, you know, people thought that this was going to take another couple of years to kind of re-go over again, because uh, I think they had to get three completely different judges um, so that there was not bias. I don't actually know. I think that's the kind of case because they don't want to kind of, I guess, soil any work that had already been done. And um, yeah, this week um, the, the court case happened. It was scheduled and Victor Miller won it for a second time. So the rights are now his to do whatever he likes with them. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially it. So um, yeah, so Victor Miller has won the rights. He was the screenwriter. He was the... Um, he was the guy now. Um, obviously, Cunningham is not happy with the decision. He's kind of released a statement to, to say, you know, I, you know, he's still kind of abiding by the fact that, you know, you're an employee. You, you kind of you are working for me and I hired you. Um, and the judge who ruled this this week said if that was true, then actually Cunningham would have won. Because if if Miller was an independent writer um, and would have actually been a hired kind of, I guess, consultant on this, written it for Cunningham, yeah, and then yes, Cunningham would have owned it. Uh, but because, which is really funny, but because Victor Miller was an employee and not an independent writer, he wins. Um, so it's really funny that he kind of had his argument used against him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yes, so that means that lots of exciting things can happen for Friday the 13th now. Um, but it is all up to Victor Miller. He might decide that he doesn't want to do anything. Hopefully he he does. He owns all the international rights as well. And he also owns all of the image and look rights as well. So it, it's his. it's in his hands now. So hopefully Friday the 13th can be revived in some way. New stuff can get added. Um, it's still on the PS Store. Still on all the stores, really. I think it's on Game Pass, isn't it? Um, but I'd be surprised if they were paying money for oh, it. I don't know, Kat. You can go and have a look later if you want. I I, I could have a look later. <laughs> I actually don't rate Friday the Fighting as a game. I think shit. Um, okay. <laughs> but I know people who are like diehard fans. Um, also, there's you know good chance that Jason can now come into Dead by Daylight. Um, it probably won't because he's got his own game. But um, the guy of Dead by Daylight, Matthew Cote, has said that it's an open invitation, um, should he want to. But there's lots of exciting stuff. It means that remakes can happen. It means that revivals of the films can happen. You know, this opens up so much opportunity for not only the film side, but also the game side, because it just means that he can be a character in, say, 
you know anything really he can he can jump right in there and um and have more games made about him so pretty sweet oh you know he's coming to fortnite oh he probably is coming to fortnite (laughs) oh fuck's sake Uh, or he might come into fall guys you don't know now it's fall guys jason mask like you know in fall guys you never know uh but yeah it is exciting i'm glad that he won it's it's good that it's happened so quickly after um after the after that kind of judge passed away from a long illness but it's exciting for the game i'm just excited for them to put him in dead by daylight i'm praying for it uh they have kind of got like a knockoff jason um which they started the game with who is the front cover of all of Dead by daylight but oh what you mean the entire game excuse me excuse me sir i think i didn't say that out loud what are you talking about excuse me sir you you play fortnite (laughs) let's Let's, um, let's not have this fight. Let's I mean, we had, we we used to play Friday the 13th together quite a fair bit. Um, us finger guns a lot. We had a good time with it, and um, it was it's a, fine. But do you know what doesn't make sense? That, that he can just sense? teleport everywhere. That's, what? He's never fucking done that in the game and in the films. Why is yeah, it suddenly yeah, teleporting? Yeah, but when you everywhere? are when you are actually Jason, it's so much fun. It, it was to basically speed the gameplay up. Otherwise, you'd have to have all seven or eight people running to the side of the map going. <laughs> Well, or getting in the car. We've got about 20 minutes and he walks like a fucking tree. <laughs> That's true. true, I guess. That's true. It was it was for more for design purposes rather than you know continuity. Well, I just purposes. used to just used to I used to play with my friends and I used to think I was really getting somewhere. And then I'd literally like turn around and he'd be right on me and then like hit me. And I'd honestly I'd shit my pants, scream and pee myself all at the same time. That's what the film's like, though. It's, you know, that's, that's exactly yeah, just, what the film's like. If, if they looked out the window and went, oh, fuck, he's across three fields, they go, ah. <laughs> the Austin Powers bit with the steamroller. <sighs> yeah, that's face. That's face. That's face. That's face. All right. Okay. You guys, you guys make a fair point. But still, I don't very like elaborate, it. Very elaborate point. Yeah. <laughs> so if he comes to Dead by Daylight, yeah. I mean, the world would explode. Yeah. There already is a full Jason Dead by Daylight game. Which they called Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, there is. It's the same premise essentially. And we all know that Dead by Daylight is a disgusting ripoff of Friday the Thirteenth. No, no, no. Friday the Thirteenth yeah. is a disgusting ripoff of Dead by Daylight. Well, no, Friday the Thirteenth came first, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead by, Day- I mean, Dead by came... Daylight has got Pinhead in it, though. Exactly, yeah. and it's got Pyramid Head, and, and it's got Freddy Krueger, and Joe Valentine. Yeah. Krueger is he German now, is he? Kruger. <laughs> <Kruger. laughs> I mean, it is, yes, well, yes, it's a South, Afri- is. South African surname, but yeah. <laughs> maybe he is Greg. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Sean, go ahead. I see you've been muting and unmuting. Uh, no, I was just uh, going to laugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking, like, Dead by Daylight would be like the Thanos collecting the final Infinity Stone. That literally Jason. would be it. That literally would be it. It would be done. You could just seal it there and then. Yeah. Shut, the, shut the servers down like Facebook. Yeah, shut the servers. <laughs> well, actually, according to the servers of Facebook, loads of stuff's been deleted. It's not even yeah. like down, it's gone. Facebook is in real fucking trouble right now. But um, yes. yeah, we're not, we're not here to talk about that. But <laughs> um, yeah, are there any, any Jason fans on the pod that are excited about possible new entries in the films or? To coin a phrase, no. Shock, <laughs> shocking, Greg. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> what you're not excited about this? Oh, <laughs> I've seen I've seen the first one where it's not um Jason Voorhees, and I've seen the second one, and I've seen Freddy versus Jason, which was just two thousands new metal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, millennial horror type thing. And I don't really care for slasher horror films. 
Hellraiser is more my jam. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited. I want I want the cheesiest, nastiest Jason films to come. I want Jason X. I want more <laughs> Jason X. Jason in space. <laughs> I want Metal Mask Jason in space because that was cheesy as fuck and a great film to go and watch in the cinema. That's what I want. Okay. Victor Malos <laughs> could make that dream happen for you, Sean. You never know. Yay! Amazing. Uh, right then, something that also did happen this week was, of course, a Tokyo Game Show. Now, our dear Toby uh, took the bullet and watched pretty much the entire thing all on his own. Um, oh, no. I know, right? Tell Nerd. Uh, you can probably tell that he's not here tonight. Um, I did catch up with him last night to discuss everything. Tokyo Game Show, all of his favorite games. And you can hear that right now. Mr. Toby Anderson. Hello. Hey, man. How's it going? <laughs> oh. I was going to do that silence thing on you again. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah, oh, I'm so good. Good. I'm glad so, you're good. So good right now. You are here. You can't join us on the main podcast where all your friends are. So No, I'm afraid I'm not. People will be listening and they'll hear my voice, but at the same time, I won't actually be there, really. No. I'll be pre-recorded. Yes, we are recording this like before the main podcast. Um, so we get Toby Sort on the Tokyo Game Show as... Kind of been the only person watching it, so <laughs> that's dedication for you, man. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, this won't be long, but uh, just go on a bit of a bit of a tour. Give us an idea of what we've uh, what we've missed from the Tokyo Game Show. So Tokyo Game Show is nuts, basically. Um, if you've ever watched Japanese TV, um, you get an idea of what I'm talking about. It's a lot of uh, sort of random pieces where there's you know a whole bunch of um, stars in, in Japan, a whole bunch of presenters, um, you know, sort of idols and things come on and, and, and usually quite old blokes as well. And they talk to the camera as if it were like a shopping channel, right? Everything is like a shopping channel. And it's just a very bizarre experience when you're not used to that kind of TV in the UK, you know, or even in a lot of other countries as well. When I went to Japan years ago, um, it was, you know, every single channel. It's like a public service broadcast channel and they're all like this right so it doesn't make it, it makes a lot of sense that their that their show is the same type of format um so it's very very bizarre it's a lot of weird and wonderful little shows lots and lots of um e-gaming um you know sort of competitions and things lots of you know it's like a like if you're watching cd uk or something you know people get gunged every now and again things like that just it's just a very chaotic random sort of experience in terms of games it was really dead as well so um there wasn't a whole lot to really sort of bring to people's attention there was not very much that was brand new announced um over the course of the last four days there were things that were sort of that they went into more detail with or you got a new trailer a couple of release dates things like that which i'll, I'll go through now but not much that was brand new really so um it's four days long you've got Basically, they have these uh, sort of open opening speeches and things, which I skipped right through because it, it, it had titles like "We'll Always Have Games" like that, and I'm like, hmm, do I care to watch an hour mm-hmm. of someone I don't know saying "We'll Always Have the Games"? Um, it's just a bit <laughs> in much. Regard, okay, in I, relation to what exactly? I don't even know. It was just like 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 sort of saying the future is bright in the games industry. That was mm. really what I think he's getting at. But it's like having Phil <laughs> Phil Spencer come on and go, you know, 
an hour of him talking about the philosophy of games. You just wouldn't give him that time, would you? That's the no. thing. And no one would give him an hour to do it. Whereas in the Tokyo Game Show, that just that's just by rote, like three or four, three or four times, there's these keynote speeches. Um, so wow. let's let's get started on some interesting stuff. So um, I my eyes were caught by a particular game very early on um, on the first day. There's a publisher called Gamera Game or Gamera Game um, who had their special quite early, four o'clock in the morning UK time. Um, they had this lovely little furry anthro game called Mercury Abbey where you play as a sort of buff anthro wolf and his nephew, and mm. they go and investigate uh, very quaint little crimes and things at the local abbey and discover a cult, it looks like. Um, it's all pixel art. It's all very cute, um, but also a little bit, you know, <laughs> there's like something dark happening underneath. Wow, um, it's like they've gone, what would Toby like? <laughs> and I was like, ooh, <laughs> that looks good. <laughs> yeah, right, <I> bet. <laughs> Exactly. So I, I pulled that one out and thought, you know what, that's worth mentioning for a second. Um, then you had uh, an hour on um, SNK King of Fighters 15. Um, there was a number of other publishers that that generally in the UK we wouldn't really know much about. Their entire streams were, um, we've got this crazy new anime mobile game and it will look 100% like every other bland generic anime game that you've seen on a mobile. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of them, a hell of a lot of them. Um, some went so far as to go in the other the other direction, bring up games that have been out for like two years. So there was one, um, it's called Deer, which it, but it's spelled D-E-E-E-E-R, um, Deer Simulator, um, <laughs> with four Deer E's. Deer Simulator. Yeah, and I was like, well, does it need four E's? And I Googled it and it was like, yep, yeah, that is literally spelled like that, okay. okay. Um, it is um, you as a deer, funnily enough and then you suddenly when he wants to get somewhere he stands up on his on his hind legs and he's all buff and he runs around and he gets a guns and he gets bazookas and all sorts of Jeez, stuff like this and right. just goes mental um but it's actually come out like two years ago so i was like why are they covering this um things like um konami was a kind of you know they, they had nothing new to to report really konami capcom the same it was just um what's it called monster hunter rise um coming to pc and and some expansion stuff an hour of that is is a long time um to 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 go through these things and and not really have anything you know sort of new to talk about um the ones that people might be interested in sort of square enix for example so Mm -hmm. the square enix one really disappointing it was basically all the stuff we've seen from uh the nintendo direct and the previous um, Square Enix presents. So ActRaiser, Chocobo GP, um, Forspoken, all those things, Triangle Strategy, Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars, all the things they've announced in the course of the last three or four months, all just, again, really. Um, hmm. The only was ones that the were- same, Sorry, was it the same trailers or was it new footage? Yeah, the, well, the only ones that were different trailers were Forspoken, which got a much longer trailer and okay. with a bit more information about sort of where the main lead uh, lady comes from. Um, so that she's sort of work, walk, walking about in the real world before she gets pulled into this um, fantasy world. So you got a bit more of her previous life and um, lots more of Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin which is the chaos game that yeah, we, yeah, like, yeah. we quite like, um, like Lurkov anyway. <laughs> so this has now got a new demo, a release date for March 11th, I think, next year. And uh, right in the middle of, you know, a hundred other crazily good-looking games all yeah, coming right. out once in uh, February, March. 
Um, but uh, and there's a new demo online and it was a brand new trailer, obviously with loads and loads of stuff. So the first trailer was all just one level, it looked like. Um, the game didn't didn't really showcase itself very well. This one's got you know lots of different levels, lots of different enemies. There's much more to it. The the four heroes, there's, they're joined by, so the three that we saw before are joined by a fourth who's a female and she's got a lot more to say, a lot more to do in this um, than, than you, know, you might have expected from the sort of bros that the first one was all kind of showing. Yeah. Um, so th th those were good to see, um, you know, something else. They showed a lot of Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier as well, which is their... Oh, the Royale. Of, yeah, their Royale, yeah. Their, their Fortnite beta. Um, <laughs> not sure it is. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced by it, really. It's a very mm. going to mobile sort of a game. It's no, not... are, you, are you excited for Origins? Um, I will play Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. Yeah, whether it's a day one sort of a thing... I mean, I quite liked the first demo. It was, it's it's fun having sort of Final Fantasy enemies come at you, and then you can, you know, block them like you might in a, you know, like Sekiro or Dark Souls, right? Yeah, and then sure. and then do some stat building that that it's all kind of it's quite brutal as well in that demo, and that's kind of a nice new feel to Final Fantasy. So when you've mm -hmm. got a bit of the juxtaposition of those two things, kind of interesting. Even though our lead character Jack is um is just yeah beyond ridiculous angry man um who i can't really get behind but um <laughs> he, so, one... yeah it's weird it's funny you say that because i found myself earlier today listening to the square enix xbox e3 oh, yeah. podcast that we did where we saw it for the first time <laughs> and, and we were um, like no never <laughs> yeah no not playing that so yeah it's interesting that you, you've uh you've warmed to it somewhat i played time. the demo yeah and probably after we did that um uh, that last showcase thing so it, it the demo warmed on me a bit that as i say this new trailer has got a lot more to it so it mm -hmm. does look like the game is a bit more interesting a bit bigger it, it's it's not you know square enix triple a stuff the forespoken looks like a much much better game it's like square enix double a it's like that sort mm -hmm. of level that, that, that's the kind of thing we're sort of looking at really um bandai namco had an hour as well and they spent their entire hour not showing anything interesting to a UK audience really at all. Um, they showed Idol Master, which is basically you manage a, a Japanese pop idol group, like, and you can imagine, obviously it's not a boy pop idol group. It's a bunch of girls um, in silly costumes and, mm. you know, they're all dancing and singing and you've got to manage them. And it's, it's not for me. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I just can't see the point of this at all. Um, Again, there's, there's um, Sega and Atlas spent their entire one not talking about anything that people want, like Persona 6, for example, or or anything you know that, that people are waiting to to see announced. Mm. Then you go on to um, day what day three at that point. Um, this again, just hours and hours and hours worth of more mobile games. It wasn't all that interesting. Um, and uh, on day four, I'll skip to the end. On day four, we had uh, one one very, very interesting um, stream and a couple which had a few a few random things. So one was, um, they had Ubisoft on there and Ubisoft spent their entire hour on Far Cry 6, which is you know, to, be, uh, to be sort of expected really, but nothing new. Um, there's an hour of Genshin Impact, but I will not cover that any more than to say there was an hour on Genshin Impact because <laughs> it's clearly just more rubbish to sell people. Yeah. Um, there's an entire hour by a publisher called Finger, which I just quite was like, oh, oh there's a publisher called Finger. But they didn't have anything interesting to tell me, so I couldn't oh. tell you, you know, we should now be 
really supporting the publisher finger. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then one for Grand Saga. Obviously, I'm very interested in waiting for the, well, getting an announcement rather for um, Grand Blue Saga, uh, Grand Blue uh, oh, Fantasy yeah, yeah. Relink, um, which is a big looking, cool looking uh, RPG that's um, that's been in development for quite a long time. But again, this was a mobile game instead. This was not the game we were expecting. There's another hour from a, a company called Arc System Works, which I think is the main one dealing with Grand Blue. And again, they just spent their entire time talking about a mobile game. Then, and I'll finish off with the um, one, one, te- uh, 110 Industries. So 110 Industries was this kind of interesting, um, they were kind of doing what Devolver did with their showcase recently. You know, where it's like a sort of tongue-in-cheek, this is not really... You know, anything we care to do so we're going to make sort of take the piss sections yeah and 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 you know really really in-depth interviews into stuff and and but they're kind of tongue-in-cheek at the same time so it was a very bizarre to watch after watching all of that stuff i just described like you know pieces to camera with with gunge and and you know sort of live and kicking vibes it, it wasn't like that this one this one was completely you know very serious but at the same time, it was clearly taking the piss at the same time. Um, they had one very cool game to announce, two that were kind of cinematics, and then right in the middle, a sort of cooking section where an English actress cooked tonkatsu and told you exactly how to make it. And I was like, why are we doing this? Why are you wasting 20 minutes of your hour on a cooking <laughs> segment? Um, so the game that looks really cool uh, is by a, a team of devs who are made up of ex uh, Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive devs. Um, and also it, they meant they mentioned that they were part of Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, but I don't see why they would want to mention that. Um, it's called it's the Wanted. Best game ever. <laughs> it's called Wanted Dead. Um, and it's basically Ninja Gaiden or a game called Devil's Third, if you remember that from about a decade ago. Yeah. Which kind of, you know, double A again, but very cool combat. This one stars a girl called Hannah, who we know nothing much more about, but she's got a ponytail that's almost possessed in this video that they that they showed, because um, it's jiggling about all over the place. Um, it's got like the dead or alive jiggle physics on her ponytail, um, and uh, the game's dead or alive jiggle physics, jiggle boob physics. Yeah, jiggle boob physics exactly. on a ponytail. On a ponytail, um, and okay. it looks kind of ridiculous. The game itself, though, looks really cool. So it's um, you're a sort of female action hero. Um, you've got a gun and a katana, and it's just kind of absolutely brutal Ninja Gaiden type style combat. Lots of CQC looking stuff. If you like your Metal Gear Solid, lots of katanas coming out of there, and and then executions. She sliced the arms off of guys a number of times during the um, during the trailer. She got people you know, people fell on the floor she would then you know reach down bullet to the head immediately it's like she was um john wick and i was just watching the whole thing just going oh okay <laughs> this is this is like nothing else in this entire four day period um it was the most violent thing i think we saw across all four days because there was no real mention of like resident evil and such from from uh from capcom mm. um it looks really cool yeah, I, I, if you uh, if you want to have a look at it, the trailer is on the website. And um, they also mentioned two other games. One called Vengeance is Mine, which just looked like a, a mech combat game. Um, but again, it's just a little cinematic, but looks very ambitious. Looks very, very cool on PS5. 
and a game called Red Goes Faster, which is a futuristic racer, um, which was primarily shown by sort of a a, a real life um, video of a guy voiceovering, you know, how it, he'd, he'd gone to this other country, sorry, this other planet um, with a mega corporation. And then they'd abandoned them when they found that the minerals weren't what they wanted and everyone was stuck on this planet. And the only way to get out of the planet is to win the races. You know, it's that kind of setup. Yeah. Um, but it looks really, really, really fun. I like, I, they, you don't see much gameplay of any kind, but it's um, it's got a cool vibe, really cool vibe. Cool, man. And that, I think, brings us to the end of Tokyo Game Show 2021. You so don't have to watch it because I did. Yeah. So it was uh, all worth uh, all worth it for Wanted Dead, I'd imagine. I think that is the biggest and coolest announcement and kind of the only one that was an announcement. Everything else was just, it's already there. You know, mm-hmm. Sega, I said Sega had one which they'd been teasing for a little while, which was this mobile game. They were they, they teased that it was a mobile game and got completely slated online. This new, their new big RPG was a mobile RPG. Um, and that got shown in more detail. It's called Sin Chronicle, but I don't think it's coming to the UK uh, no. mobile services any time soon. I don't think there's any plans for it at all. So. Okay. But I mean, beyond that, yeah, not much. Yeah, I suppose we've got to remember that mobile gaming in Japan is huge. Yeah, so much bigger than it is I anywhere else. I wish it wasn't, because it just means that so many of these really kind of you know, a lot of those publishers are good, and yeah. but they just put so much more effort into mobile games at the moment, meaning that they put so much less into um, their, their normal slate of console games. Mm, it is Sad. a shame, but yeah, if good stuff can come out of it, I'll watch the trailer for Wanted Dead. Yeah, it looks rad. It does, so, doesn't it? I'm not yeah. the only one thinking that this looks pretty cool. No, yeah, it looks really cool. And uh, yes, we'll be fighting over the yeah if a, if a code comes through for that we'll just be all like come on man it's mine <laughs> yeah yeah cool well thank you James. no worries i hope you have a good rest of your podcast i wouldn't have won the quiz anyway and yeah uh, if you can uh, just do out this week while you're no i'm kidding we'll, we'll do that <laughs> i'm not ready for it <laughs> <laughs> all right cheers man no worries at all so there you go the tokyo game show recap from toby thank you very much toby hope to get you back on the pod very soon Anybody see anything from from TGS that uh, you're excited about? Wanted Dead. Yes. Wanted Dead looks awesome. Also, that dungeon game from Square Enix. Um, I think it's called The Dungeon Game. <laughs> Is it called The Dungeon Game? <laughs> I, I can't no, not, it's not Triangle Strategy. <laughs> That's the other one, isn't it? That was, that was originally Project Triangle Strategy. Now it's just Triangle Strategy. Yeah, they're doing the Octopath Traveler naming system all over again. <laughs> yeah. Let me figure. There's, there's, a, there's a game being made by Square, which is made by one of the artists, and it's basically called like the Dungeon Game or something like that, and uh, it looks like my jam, and uh, yeah, that that and Wanted Dead. Yeah, Wanted Dead looks really cool. The trailer for that is on our website, so if you do want to go check it out, go to thinkingguns.net and have a look because it looks. I can't really hear cool. it without thinking of fucking Bon Jovi. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I'm not singing it because everyone knows the song. But no, yeah, just... I know. Yeah, just can't hear that. I'm always waiting for like the extra. It's like no, no, it's just the name of it. Yeah, it's like you're waiting for the title to end, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of halfway stuck. Uh, right then, let's get into our recommendations for the week. This is where we see something throughout the week that we want to share with you, whether it be a game, a movie, a TV show, a comic book, a figurine, or a blanket. So I'm going to start with Sean Davies. Your recommendation of the week. So my recommendation hasn't happened yet. Ooh. But I know I'm recommending something for the future. Wow. 
so base podcast (laughs) (laughs) anyway um this friday on um the twitch channel for the haunted ps1 is going to be eek 3 which is an annual collection of trailers that's kind of like one of these direct things but it's done by indie developers that are working on retro inspired games and mostly horrors and thrillers so this this is a genre that's kind of exploding under the under the radar there are a ton of these games coming out but basically the ps1 ps2 aesthetic is is coming back in a big way and this is a, a a direct style presentation hosted by the haunted ps1 which if you've never watched anything of the haunted ps1 is like a skeleton with a like a hypnotic eye that looks like a puppet that falls to pieces anyway it's very funny uh, and very well presented and it's going to happen on this friday so get, go go get yourself on twitch and go and give uh, the haunted ps1 a follow and make sure you click that bell because this friday they're going to be presenting a load of cool games by the sounds of it uh, a couple of people have already said they're going to be there and i won't mention their names because it won't matter to anybody on this podcast or it won't mean much to anybody that's listening but basically if you if you have a soft spot for like uh, Resident Evil, um, Sound Hill, those kind of PS1, PS2 games. Give this a watch because they are bringing those games back with modern day sensibilities and it looks very cool. Very That's cool. That's my recommendation. Sounds fun. Yeah. Also, EGX this weekend. See you there. Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, Miles, your recommendation for the week. Uh, mine's a bit different this week. I'm going to go with a comic. I don't normally read many comics. I did as a kid, but less so now. And I finally got hold of the... I went to... What's the place in London called? It's called like Forbidden Planet or something like that. Forbidden Planet. That's the one. Um, so... Did we really the... just do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> um, and I finally picked up the Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe one um, with I think it's the Omnibus where it's got like all of them collated into one and I'd always wanted to read it I kind of didn't spoil it on purpose because I wanted to actually see it for myself one day and I've finally been able to read about half of it and it's sick as in really good um, it's just Deadpool going on a massive rampage murdering everyone's favourite heroes and I'm not going to spoil any of it because I feel like if you are going to experience it you should just see it for yourself but it's a real spectacle and I'm actually quite impressed that they managed to make it like genuinely satisfying and quite funny in a lot of places too it's weird laughing at you know all the heroes that you grew up as a kid watching them get brutally destroyed by Deadpool um, while he makes quips and has a laugh about it but uh, yeah so I'd recommend that it's really good Sounds like a future What If episode once Deadpool's Pretty in the much. MCU. I think, it, yeah, it probably is going to be like something that they'll turn into it one day because I feel like it's just a gold mine, like mm. just turning the whole Marvel universe on its head. Interesting. Sounds fun. Yeah, good times. Hmm. Well, I might venture to check that out. Uh, Greg, what have you seen this week that you want to share with the world? Mine's going to be something different. Um, I know you guys have seen that I've been putting them in the Slack and obviously I can't put them on my Instagram at the moment. I've been following an artist called Thumbs for a while because he does... What took my attention was he did a mashup of Bart Simpson spray-painting the Warriors logo, as in Warriors, the film, the game from Rockstar kind of thing. Yes. And it was Bart wearing Warriors like leather vest, and I was like, oh, cool, and I started checking out his work. And he, started, he does a lot of Simpsons. He does mostly does like a lot of Simpsons mashup, like did the Springfield Fighter thing, which is... Um, uh, all the, a lot of the Simpsons characters recognize as Street Fighter characters, like Mr. Burns is M. Bison, Snake is obviously Vega because he's, you know, the snake thing going on, that kind of stuff. 
Uh, Millhouse is Ken crying, Bart's right, that kind of thing. Um, I've got like a Super Mario Brothers, like Super Springfield Brothers t-shirt. And recently he's done a, a line of nostalgic stuff for me. It was, well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people of our demographic that listen to this would, would understand. He's done a made in the 80s and made in the 90s, uh, like stickers and prints and posters. And it's basically a massive collage of all like the, the cartoons we used to love from the 80s and 90s. So like in the 80s, it's like the raccoons, Jason, the World Warriors, uh, Visionaries, uh, the amazing Spider-Man and Friends, loads of them. And then, of course, in like the 90s one, there's like the Animaniacs, there's Batman, there's um, Beavis and Butthead. And there's I, I bought the stickers as well. And I bought the 80s one because there's more cartoons that have resonance for me there. I mean, 90s was obviously when I was a TV watching child, but the 80s cartoons kind of stuck with me a bit more. Um, so, yeah, the, the artist, I mean, we can't get on Instagram at the moment, but the artist is just called Thumbs or Thumbs One. If you want to check out his website, it's thumbsdesign.co.uk. And like he's done a series of like self-loathing um, things. So it's like, oh, I'm trying to think of a theme without looking at my phone. Oh, one of them is like frogs. So it's um, it's like one of the toads from oh, amphibians. It's like one of the, the, the toads from Bucky O'Hare. But like the heads upon heads upon heads are like um, different other frog-based toad, like amphibious Enemies. Uh, there's a robots one, so it's it's Bender, but like branching out of his head is like the Iron Giant, and uh, oh god, I can't think without looking. It's just it's gone up my brain. But yeah, anyway, so in the in the in the art sharing art kind of thing, and if you like your nostalgic mashups, he's done some like commissions of uh, Wu Tang Clan style things with Disney cat Disney characters, Looney Tunes characters. So yeah, just when you can go and check him out. And if you go on his website now, there well now being this social media blackout thing go on thumbs design.co.uk there's a 15 percent uh off code as well yeah that's my recommendation nice. if you want some good pop art i was going to get one of those t-shirts but then I, I i worried that we might catch up one day in town and we're wearing the same t-shirt <laughs> which one were you going to get i was going to get the 90s one. Oh uh, well this is, i bought the 80s one i haven't worn ah, it yet. Okay. i haven't worn it i'm like oh i'm gonna wear egx ah yeah very cool yeah um have you got your uh thinking of t-shirt yet uh, over to Sean for that. No, no. Oh, well, that sucks. I'm I'm hoping tomorrow's mail or Wednesday's early mail brings them. They may not arrive in time. Yeah. And I'm a bit gutted because I've got two of the best fucking hoodies known to man coming with our logo on them. Yeah, right. And, and they might not be here. How can we mm. whore ourselves out if we haven't got a hoary t-shirts on? I think we just get a pen, get some white t-shirts, <laughs> phone guard guns on the front of it. <laughs> Yeah, I ordered one with the fingers uh, logo, uh, the podcast logo on it, but uh, I cancelled it because I saw some uh, saw some bad reviews. Oh, uh, oh great! Yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was it was cheap as hell. I was wondering what was going on, but um, yeah, we're going to have like finger gangs, you know, misprint t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you fair, my my friends done mine, and uh, you know he lives. Uh, it list your end actually. It probably should have been easier just to get him drop them off at your house. You want anything to do that? I didn't fucking think that I. Or I could have given you the hotel address to post them to. <laughs> yes, that would have been easier too. But I guess not. That's not not as happening. But anyway, <laughs> if 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 they don't arrive, I shall take photos and put them on the socials. Uh, especially me squeezed into a large t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am at least three XL pushing into four XL these days. It's going to be rather fun to hulk my way through that shit. 
<laughs> you know there's you know there's a sauna at the hotel if you want to uh, sweat out a bit. Oh no mate, I'm I'm fat and proud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, it's not as if I'm unhealthy. I can still go for a run. I just uh, also run while eating a slice of pizza. And four, four cans of monster. <laughs> Hey, mm. hey, 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 five, come on. <laughs> <laughs> they better be free at EGX, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Kat, your recommendation for the week? Oh, mine definitely isn't as fun as, as Greg's or anybody else's. And I also saw that 90s t-shirt and I also nearly bought it. Um, so maybe me me and you, Ross, will pop to the picture from the same t-shirt. That'd be funny. Um, uh, yeah, so my recommendation is a game that was on uh, PS Plus for free last month if you've missed out then it's a bit of a shame uh but you can still buy it on the store which is overcooked all you can eat um i have played the overcooked games i've played them to death <laughs> i are you, laughed before i'm sorry like, just do you, come over there? do you want me to come over there no 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 the, 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 what you asked me earlier i think are you are, are you whoring this out so you can get people to play with you yes okay. <laughs> i need a trophy <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> I, need, I need a trophy for the four man thing okay i've only got okay. i've only got um, Mine of some friends, okay? I've got four friends with four PS4s, uh, PS5, sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Overcooked All You Can Eat. It's actually done a really nice job of not just bunching all the games together and just giving out uh, because it's really easy to do that. It would be really easy just to collate one and two and all the DLC and be like, here you go. It's got a brand new trophy list, which is not the same as the others. So that's really cool. Um, makes a whole new, you know, whoring out session. I'm such a trophy whore as well. There's a couple of things that will make me not want to get platinum. So, like, you know, playing the game a thousand times. Miles is a mental case for it because he will play a game like six, seven times and put himself through hours and hours and hours. I don't do that. I'm too impatient. I'm too angry. I'm, I just couldn't do it. But I do love a game that I've played before, the whole new trophy list, because it's just really fun. It makes it makes it great. And there's two trophies about petting the dog. Like, what, what more could you want? Um, but it looks really, really good as well. Like, it's a very, like, just looks more vibrant. It's m- so much fun to play. It's now finally got online play. Um, it was just obviously initially couch co-op, uh, but it's got online play. There's new characters to be. Um, yeah, and it's all in one place. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Looks really cool. Looks really snazzy now. Um, yeah, love it. All right. I'm and also only... play with me because there's a couple of trophies which need four chefs. So if you have a PS5 and you did get it for free, let me know. Hit me up. I'm downloading it right now. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Just... Do? What are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to find four friends my end. Do no! You. Don't do that! <laughs> <laughs> I will be so sad. I'll race you. No, don't. I'm, I've not got enough friends. <laughs> I download it if and we play it together will we both get the trophy yes okay, okay. i know interesting and it's pretty easy as well like the trophies are pretty easy if you're uh, playing I, I i can't play overcoots because the last time i played it i played it for my 11 year old oh who, did you want to just throw them out the window you well, put them in the no, bin? at the time he hated me so basically <laughs> Every time I cooked a meal and he was supposed to go and do the dishes on me, he'd just throw it on the fire and it would just be like, okay. <laughs> Genuinely, there, there was a stream somewhere on, on, on some stream, I think it was saved somewhere, of him literally punching me in the side of the face because I was getting so angry with him. Um, so oh, I, no. It's like I'm the just, monopoly of games, isn't it? Like, Yeah, if, if, you're, no, if you're no good, there's, there's going to be there's gonna be, gonna be fun. Oh, I'm, yeah, well, that's ditto. There's going to be crosswords. We're going to... Ask Ross to find me because I'll be so rude. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I Get in the kitchen. <laughs> cut me a burger. Cut me some meat. Why haven't you boiled my pasta? Jesus. Do we have to actually beat the game or do we can we just play a couple rounds? Well, well it depends how many trophies you want to get. If you want to beat the game, if you want to get all the trophies, then yeah, you have to beat the game. How many uh, trophies are required for me to attend? Um, so there's a couple of trophies where you just need four chefs, like where it's like, do this level and um be a reptile or have all four chefs. And there's one where we all have to play catch and not drop an item for 15 rounds. Like for 15 friend... rounds no as in like 15 times not 15 levels oh okay jesus christ okay <laughs> you know like in the friends episode where you're like where they play the ball and they don't yeah yeah yeah. Like that. yeah okay. there's like three trophies where you need four people okay the rest you, you can you game with ross before though aren't you no no he's a shit he's shit I'm not playing with you shit i'm just saying it's 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 like <laughs> i mean he's good at guitar hero <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> That gives me an idea. He's good at Guitar Hero, but <laughs> I have I have played a lot of Overcooked. We'll be fine. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be fine. Um, what did you What are you thinking of uh, Kana so far? By the way, uh, it keeps crashing on me. That's really actually, weird. It's it keeps never hard crashed on crashing me. on me, and it was weird because every single they must be like hammering the updates because nearly every time, kind of every day for the last like four days, it's had an update. It's really, really strange. It's just, it just won't stop crashing on me. And it crashes on me like after fights, it's crashing on me, like just like randomly walking somewhere. Like I walked into one of the cabins the other day and it's crashed on me. I just couldn't be fucked. I was like, whatever, go away. I <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not like, the game isn't like grasping me enough right now because I'm still at the very beginning. Mm. Like it's not grasping me enough for me to just jump right back in there. So I'm going to give it a couple of days. Hopefully the update that happened yesterday or today has fixed that because it you know because it just because when I asked you because I asked you on the slack didn't I and I said you know did your game crash lock because obviously I didn't see anything like that in your review and it, mm. I've done it's been like three or four times now and I'm like oh do you know what fuck off <laughs> like, yeah, bizarre. so hopefully it fixes itself but I do like you know without the crashes it's very lovely yeah. Yeah. it's a lovely game so yeah, far lovely good stuff all uh, right then let's finish off with out this week and out this week is over to Sean Davies Okay, so if you're listening to this on the day that the podcast goes live, October 5th, we have Exophobia, which is on PC, Xbox, consoles, and others. Uh, we also have Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which actually doesn't look like it sucks. And hmm. I'm very tempted by it. It looks like a Smash Brothers game, but with SpongeBob and the Turtles and the Loud House guys. Uh, that's coming out on the 5th. Alan Wake Remastered also releases on the 5th on everything. Super Monkey Ball, uh, Banana Mania, comes out on the 5th. Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathans. The Curse of the Leviathans. See, that's the way it is. There you, there you go. go. Thank you very much. Um, that comes out on the 5th. Jet, The Far Shore, came on the 5th. The reviews launched today. Very divisive. But still, give it a look. BPM, Bullets Per Minute, comes to PS4 and Xbox One on the 5th. Uh, on the 5th, Lego Marvel Superheroes releases on the Switch. Uh, should you have not played that before, you should because it's very good. October 5th, Hell Let Loose. Releases on Xbox Series S and PS5. Uh, if it's if you've got Games Pass or you've got PlayStation Plus, you'll be able to play those games free. October 6th, Art of Rally comes to the PlayStation 5 and PS4. And on October 7th, Far Cry 6 launches. Yeah. Also on October 7th, um, No Longer Home, a game about uh, transgender um, identities and leaving home. Uh, it comes out on consoles. 
And on October 8th, uh, Metroid Dread comes out on Switch. And Tetris Effect Connected comes out on Switch. And I think that's it. Until the next time. That is a big week. Yes, it is. A lot of stuff coming up. Very cool. Yes. Well, then, thanks, Sean. That is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below. Or if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find our handles in the description below. Also, if you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can subscribe and you can keep this podcast up on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. Uh, but that's it. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll be back next week with a whole lot of VGX, I would imagine. I'm very excited to hear everything that Sean and Greg get up to. So don't miss it if you want the latest on everything that was shown off at EGX. But until then, it is goodbye from Miles Gear Solid. See you later. It is goodbye from Gregonauts 2. Bye. And if you see Sean and I at EGX, feel free to come and say hello. They'll be the guys that won't be in the Finger Guns t-shirts. We're wearing our bootleg drawn on with a marker pen, white Primark t-shirt, Finger Guns <laughs> shirts. Very exciting. Cat of Duty. TTFN, guys. And Assassin's Creed. Bye. That wasn't tortured at all. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Okay. Say it faster. It makes a lot more sense. Thanks. I've, I've been uh, Super Roscoe Ball. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.